Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa Show. And we are continuing on in the Be Healed series, with which Lisa never wants to let it go for a half a second before we start to make people oh. looking at me like, are you going to go? Are you going to go? Are you, David, hello, oh, David, are you going to go? Are you going to start? Yes. Or do so, I need to take over? Yes, well, you're going to probably do that anyway because we're I'm tired and we're on episode 23, which is from pages 147 to 164 in your book if you're following along, so it's a big section. Yes. And it's on sacraments and healing. Lisa. Yes. Well, we should recognize that the divine physician who is present in the sacraments. And who might that be? Jesus. Yeah, so the sacraments are the lifeblood of our faith and and Jesus' provision for the church's unity, right? And healing and the source of all goodness. So what did uh, Father Dylan say at RCIA the other night about all of the sacraments? Oh, that it, it's all, they all point back to the passion. They all flow through the passion. Flow through the passion. Right. So all of the sacraments flow through the cross, which I thought was was pretty good, right? Because if you think about it, that's we're, we're experiencing his life-giving presence. Yeah, and he even said that the anointing of the sick is... A f- way to unite our suffering with Jesus. Yeah, I, I really like the way he described it the other night. Uh, good job, Father Dylan, on all of that. So the grace of the sacraments, they're always there. Yes. They're always ready to be released. But so often they are trapped by what, Lisa? Lack of faith, the strongholds in our minds and hearts, but also a lack of intimacy with Jesus. Whoa. Did you just use the I word? I did. One of the many I words. Okay. Intimacy. Well, essentially, the grace has been given out, but it's only being partially received. It's like trying of, to be poured upon us, but not absorbed if we're... Yeah, we have our little umbrella over us, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you just have the little umbrella that's on your head. Yeah. You know, the little one, or maybe you have like a really big umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we still step in puddles of grace. Yes, that is true. Even in our best attempts to avoid it. Yes, and even when our spiritual pipes are clogged, Jesus is always waiting patiently for us. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line, as I said, is that the power of the sacraments, where they can be limited by our faith and by our receptivity of those sacraments, i.e. our disposition. Which comes back to identity and prayer that we have to tell our hearts. Yeah, and so when we're talking about being healed, you know, and that's what this book is all about, right? A lot of the sacraments and their power can be blocked by things that have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Self-regret, mm-hmm. self-hatred. Yeah, you think you've ever heard anybody say that before? <laughs> I said that fairly recently. <laughs> yeah, or thinking that we cannot be forgiven. And so the spiritual direction, mm-hmm. spiritual mentorship. That statement right there. Self-regret, mm-hmm. self-hatred, mm-hmm. and not being able to forgive yourself are things that you will hear on a recurring basis where people are really still not recognizing that their identity, as we talked about last month, is found in Jesus. Yeah, I was talking to someone and they were they really have a lot of wounds from their childhood that are still, um, you know, haven't been healed. And, you know, the person was telling me like, oh, well, I ordered this book and this book and I'm listening to this podcast. And I'm like, well, you know, the only one who's going to heal you, who's the only, what, who's the only one who's going to heal you? These books, they could be helpful, but Jesus is the one who's going to heal you and you need to spend time with him. Well, this is like, listen, this is like spiritual mentor one-on-one here. Yeah. Because this is exactly what you're going to hear people chasing yeah. Jesus, trying to find the solutions when they just need to stop and receive, right? Yeah. And to have a different kind of prayer life. Where, where God can enter into those things to bring about that healing. And like you said in the anointing of the sick, right, which was very powerfully described uh, by Father Dylan, it also, right, can include the sacrament 
of reconciliation yes. um, that is embedded often inside of that. Yeah, basically if you're unconscious, that's when it's not. But um, Father Dylan says he always asks, "Do you? would you like to make a confession? Yeah, so like if you are going for the anointing of the sick and you know that you are in a state of mortal sin, then you absolutely should ask for reconciliation. Yeah, Father Dylan said something about this. What did he say? I, I don't know, remember, but if but you're... But the way a, he phrased it was so good. But, well, what happens when you're in a state of mortal sin, Lisa? You just sever the relationship. You right. sever that arm. So, guess what? That receptivity and that, that disposition... It, it was something to that regard, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not happening. You're not, yeah, you're, you, the, the mortal sins aren't getting washed away right, through so the you, sacrament. Right, so you need to make sure that, that, that you go ahead and do that. And, and and don't try to don't try to sneak in the back door with the anointing of the sick, knowing that you're in a, not in a state of grace. Right. Not not a good idea. Right. Right. And we must remember that all the sacraments are genuine encounters with the crucified and resurrected Lord. Right, and that's why I like that idea of it coming through the power of the cross, because that's essentially what it's saying. Right. Mm-hmm. It's through that crucifixion um, that death was overcome, right? And then the Lord being resurrected has given us new life. Yes. Well, that's something we hear a lot about in spiritual mentorship too, is that like the whole Paschal mystery, like people just stay in the tomb and, and they don't let Jesus pull them out. Right. And so this is, this is a a theme once again, that people will say things like, okay, well, you know, I've, 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 I've dealt with that or I've, I've put it off to the side or I don't think about it. And I talk to people that as we go through spiritual mentoring over the course of months, things are revealed, right, that they haven't dealt with. Yeah. God brings them back up and says, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, start inviting me into this. Yes. Sometimes in the most random of ways, you might be praying into one thing and the Lord reveals a bunch of other things. Yes. And this just happened recently with someone that I was talking to. Okay. So it's very powerful when you really seek to open yourself up and to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. in your relationship with God, then he's going to start uncovering all of that stuff that you've buried. And that's really what's best for you, right? Mm-hmm. So And that, I think sometimes when these things come to the surface, like it's almost like initially frustrating. But when you think like, oh, okay, Jesus is telling me like this is ready to be healed. Like he wants me to continue to pray into this. Then it's something to praise God about. Yeah, and if you think about it, it's like um, a lot of the things that we hold on to, we're still going through the passion, right? But we haven't actually been crucified and died, mm. right? And therefore we never make it to the tomb and therefore we're never resurrected. Mm. We've just kind of like almost in a sense you... Try to dart away from the... Well, yeah, you're still in the passion a yeah. lot of times, but you don't even realize it, mm. right? Because you've just kind of buried it, yet it's a weight that's still... It's like carrying a cross, Yeah. right? And while you may not feel a physical suffering, there's a burden that's been attached to your soul that you're carrying around. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm like Chris and Lisa. We will see you next time. Bye. Getting a little lengthy on that.